Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hey, this is Anne, and Kendra is still not back with us just yet, but um, she is still at home with her sweet baby as of the time that we're recording. Now, the time that you're actually listening to this, she is probably back in studio. But today, I still have my sweet hubby in the studio with us today. Hey, Will. Hello, hello. <laughs> He's, uh, I introduced him uh, again as a guest today to our producer, and he said he is not a guest anymore. He's now a co-host. Yeah. So, um, part, he's part been time. a part-time co-host. So uh, he goes to his first job and then gets <laughs> to the studio around 11 o'clock is when we usually, yeah. usually record. So, um, But we are still active on Facebook and Instagram. So y'all find us there. We um, list shows there for you to find out how to listen to these podcasts or you can find us on youtube and uh, you can also email us show suggestions and prayer request um, to our email hannah's heart at afa.net that's hannah with two h's hannah's heart at afa.net so today i have will on to talk about what are we talking about well, I guess probably, I mean, marriages and I guess about how our, our story and our walk affected that. and With infertility. Yeah, yeah, with infertility. Yeah, so we, um, we've we we've sh- shared our story, like I guess the physical aspects maybe and like what that looked like at the very beginning of when we started Hannah's Heart. So that was last October, October 2021, I think that our story first aired. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but, you know, we have 26 minutes, so there's only so much you can actually share and get into the nitty gritty in 26 minutes. So we thought today with him coming on again, we might get a little bit more in depth and to cover what other things you can go through as you're, you know, marriage is hard already. It, it's not a walk in the park, but um, so when you add in infertility and when you're struggling, a wife struggles with grief a whole lot different than a husband might struggle with grief or a miscarriage or multiple miscarriages that adds so much more um, to a marriage for you to get through. So we thought we might talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, um, and so I, I'm, I'm just currently looking looking at these verses that that I guess um, I remember going to, and that we would talk about um, if we want to just jump straight sure. <laughs> straight in. Um, so I, I'm looking at Romans um, five, and um, Ro- Romans Paul references um, the testing of our faith in Romans 5, and then James uh, also references it. And for me, every time when I hear um, 
that uh, well, I'll, I'll just read it and then and then I'll we'll talk about it. So James five, um, I mean Romans five, excuse me, verse three. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope, and hope uh, does not put to shame. And uh, this is the NIV in some in some. Uh, translations I know it says hope does not disappoint um, and uh, that I will read that and then let's see I'll, I'll read James to you because it it says a, a lot of the same things consider it this is James 1 2 consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything and so James, uh, at the end of that, refers to being mature and complete, not lacking in anything. And then uh, it, it, Paul in Romans, um, he says he he says that perseverance produces character, and then that character gives us hope. Um, and so, to me, I like putting those together and thinking about when we have hope, we're not lacking anything. And um, and that <laughs> that's a hard place to get to, though. Right, because uh, a lot of times as you're struggling with infertility or desiring that baby or anything else in life, you're desiring a husband or a wife or a yeah. new job or anything else where you feel defeated or that you don't know have the answers to, it's hard to be like, but where is hope? Like, How do I know that I can have hope? Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm so glad we get to do this, and I hope it I hope it gives a lot of people hope and and, and maybe uh, points them uh, to Jesus at, at a hard time. But it, it it's different for everybody. As much as yeah. I, you know, remember being where we were, yeah, when we didn't feel like we had hope, um, and the times I I remember looking at you and and seeing that you didn't feel like you had hope, and that probably hurt me more uh, than anything. Um, that's why James and Paul both refer to perseverance yeah um we actually had the until like just a few weeks ago when i was deep cleaning um we had this that scripture on the kitchen window the james scripture yes for how many years yes a while yeah and <laughs> so was, we, yeah i remember there were times that i would read it and not want to hear it yeah you know yeah. um uh because because all we could do was persevere uh because um it didn't feel like there was a lot of hope, you know? Right, um, right. Well, and then um, consider it pure joy. I remember reading mm. that to go through any trials, and it's like, how, that didn't, joy and trials don't usually even go in the same sentence, but it's saying right. to consider that pure joy to go through any trials of any kind. And so, uh, as you're struggling with infertility or as we're walking through miscarriage, those types of things, that's hard stuff. Um, but then to have joy in the meaning of that, that, that to me, that doesn't mean that you're happy all the time and that you always have a smile on your face. And that, I don't believe that that's what the Lord's requiring of you as you lose a child, as you lose your job, different things like that as we're going through struggles but that we do still have that hope in Jesus and that joy mm -hmm. in the center of us, I guess, in our spirit, because yeah. we have Jesus within us, you know, as and, Christians. And I would also say, looking back, 
I guess I can look on it with joy looking back. Right. right. Even though it was a hard. Because it's easy to do. Yeah. Looking back. And so, uh, to to yeah to, to say consider it pure joy. I guess also you live and learn too, right? So you know walking through that and us persevering and working at persevering together through that has has helped. I know God's taught me what it means to say, hey, th- this is a hard thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, when you come through the other side, whether that's tomorrow or next month or next year or years from now, right. um, you're going to get to know me more. Mm-hmm. And and that really is the what most precious about. thing. Yeah. You know, that is, that's what gives us true hope when, you know, when we get to know to know God. When that main desire, I feel like I had to adjust my desire. So mm. I wanted a baby so bad. And, you know, growing up, I was always told, you're going to be the best mama. Mm. I always had a baby doll with me. And so you, are. you, <laughs> you hear, thank you. You hear, even when you're a little girl, that those types of comments and like I don't know if I just hold on to the people's comments too much or what like those stuck with me and so I remember going to a really hard doctor's appointment and it was not good news and I went on a walk with one of my best friends that afternoon and I remember telling her like what if God like let me love these other people's children because I babysat all the time even before mm-hmm. I was in high school junior <laughs> high high school through college I babysat and what if God let me love these other people's children because he was preparing me to love someone else's child Mm. as my own. And I remember that was before we had done foster care or anything like that. And that was really hard for me to feel like that's what he was telling me. But looking back, that's exactly what he was telling me, you know, and then we have this baby in our home that I fell completely in love with. And that holds my heart in his hand to this day. Um, And so it's crazy, like that, such a hard realization, or at least what I was feeling at the time, is like such an answered prayer now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, but it's also super neat, I mean, to see God's faithfulness, right? Yeah. Uh, Even at the time, that that did not seem like his faithfulness. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because I remember... One thing I think a lot too about is uh, what's that song that you said that that was, it was hard, hard for me to yeah, sing. Hard. Uh, it talks about him being good, and I could sing that part. You are good. You are good. Uh, something about you never disappoint. You're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let me down. It was yeah. hard for me to sing, and uh, I, I almost wonder was that okay that I actually felt that way. But yeah, I could I not okay. before I even got diagnosed with infertility or. PCOS, all that and above, uh, I had a feeling we were going to have some trouble. Just if it had already started in my soul a little bit, I guess that was just the Lord preparing my heart. But I'd already been off birth control for a few months and nothing was happening. I'd had some weird having to go to the ER times, you know. Um, And so something was just in me. And I was at a women's conference that February, I guess, of 2018. And they sang that song, you are good, you are good. And I was able to sing that, but I was not able, I felt like to to sing that in a pure way that I was actually meaning, you're never going to let me down. I just, my heart wasn't there. And it really wasn't there for years that I was able to sing that song and actually mean it. Um, And 
that's a whole nother deeper discussion I feel like <laughs> because in a way I'm like is the does the Lord promise to never let you down like he says you're gonna go through trouble yeah. so like that's me being let down in my opinion right in, but, our, in our human expectations right because right. his word tells us also you know our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his right and so to us maybe he lets us down right in a humanly thought process but But, yeah in the spiritual realm i guess i don't know um he does promise he's he's working what's the scripture he's always working things out for our good so Mm. right he doesn't ever let us down but at the time and then yeah still uh I don't feel like he's promised us to never. And I mean, I think that's the thing too (laughs) that I feel like I remember us talking about were those types of feelings, right? Yeah. When we go through trials, uh, because I remember growing up and feeling like, uh, I knew, you know, people would say it's okay to be angry at God, but I didn't really understand what that meant. Right. Like you really don't Because anger is associated with being very bad. Yeah. And so it's like, what does that even mean? I don't, yeah. Okay. It's okay to be angry with God, but I don't, uh, but what about upset at God? What about, you know, feeling like he is letting me down? You know, like, is that bad to think those kind of things? And it's not, it's not bad. All right. I don't What's, think it, it depends on how long you stay there. I'm not saying you need to stay there for forever. Yeah. Um, because I think that we both know of someone that has stayed there for a long, long sure. time after losing someone very important to him. Sure. He is still in that spot that he no longer believes that God is good because and, how would a good God do that? You know? It, right. And, but what God does call us to do is persevere. Right. Right. That's what he, he says. Okay. You're mad. You're upset at me. You think I'll let you down. Okay. You know, let's work through this together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I, I mean, I certainly think God has uh, used you in my life, you know, to Sweet. to <laughs> uh, to see what what that looks like, you know, at with someone else, but then also, you know, with with Him. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. I def so as husband and wife. Um, if you're listening to this and you do feel like some of these things that we're saying relates with you at all, maybe with the exact same thing or some other different things that you're going through, it is so important to be in prayer constantly for your spouse. I feel yeah. like during this time, and I feel like you did do that for me, even when I didn't feel like praying for myself. I, I feel like I got to a point that I was like, I don't even, I don't know what to say anymore. Like my prayer is the same. Um, but you were a constant with that. And I feel like at one time, and I, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, I went through a time I was still doing my devotion, but I did not care, care to talk to God. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. I, I was like, I still love you, and I you are still my Lord and Savior, but for right now, I, I'm, I'm upset at you. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, you know, I don't know if that's biblically sound or not, but I feel like during that time I could feel so many other people praying for me at mm. that time. I never felt further away from the Lord. I just felt very hurt, very sad. And honestly, I struggled knowing like who I, like, yeah, you've been, this is your identity. Like you've, I've been told I was going to be a great mom since I was four years old, you know, and then I babysat all these children and 
then I've even had somebody tell me, you're going to have 10 kids one day. I just see you doing that, you know, and that would ring back in my head and be like, you had no idea what you were talking about. Um, But uh, I do, I feel like um, those prayers just covered me and that the Lord never, he never left me at all. I, I was still in his word daily, probably longer each day as each day passed, but, um, yeah, my prayers, I didn't feel like talking to him a whole lot, but I feel like that whole time you prayed for me more and more and more. Um, and I feel like that's what really got me through that without having to go on some like big pills. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Uh, man, I, I would say a precious thing when we realize that and like, you, you when you just feel like someone's and know someone's praying for you yeah you know you it's all, almost can't even describe it right right it's, it's just that the you feel a peace from god whether you're upset at him or not or whatever the circumstance uh but you're like man this is this is coming from somewhere mm-hmm, right you know mm-hmm. this is uh you know and it, i think that's just such a precious thing to know that a brother or sister in christ is is praying for you right right um I, that people would randomly send me text messages or leave some gift at the house or bring me by a coffee or whatever. And if that's all they said was, hey, we're praying for you. I'm sorry you're going through this. Mm. I don't know what to say right now, but yeah. I, we're praying for you. It would mean the world to me. Even our friends' husbands would randomly tell me <laughs> that, love you and praying for you. Yeah. And that meant, you know, so much to me, to us, to have um, – people like that you know and I know I I'm sure not everybody has that type of support that I feel like me and you have been blessed with um but I Mm. I do um just really encourage if you are listening to this podcast and maybe you don't struggle with infertility but you know of someone who is dealing with infertility please don't feel out of place to text them today or to Facebook them or whatever that communication might look like to you and just say, Hey, I don't know what it's like to walk through this, but I'm praying for you. You know, um, that it's never a wrong time to pray for somebody. I mean, and I I think also for me, it was, yeah. I mean, I referenced before, talked before on the show about, um, you know, just hurting me so much to watch you, uh, go through it all, uh, but man, when I felt like I started to, I, you know, grow but get closer to God, and even my conversations with God were changing, was because I realized all I could do was pray. Yeah. Um, because there was nothing I could say to you. There was nothing I could do. Um, right, and, but you wanted to fix it because that's you. That's the man thing, sure. the husband thing to do. Like, if your wife has a problem or is sad or whatever. You want to try to fix that for her. Yeah. But you weren't able to. Yeah. And, and so, uh, but it's it's funny. You, yeah, you so badly want to do that. But then when you're truly able in your heart to just say, okay, God, like, man, just please help us. You know, I we, we don't have anywhere else to turn. Um, we, we do want to turn to you. You right. know, we do. We want to depend on you. Right. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, gosh, I can think back. And, and then again, man, just how grateful I am, you know, even though those times were so hard, uh, that, gosh, that he, that he does give us 
you know, it does build our character. It does give us hope uh, because also through all this, the problem is Satan's attacking all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And He's he never quits. He can, right? And that that's the uh, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because, um, you know, we're dealing with our stuff, you know, but Satan's just trying to mess all of God's plans up. Mm-hmm. And Satan doesn't want us to experience any of these things we're talking about. Right. Um, and that that's why it's impor- important to do all this, right? Important to persevere, right. important to to stay in his word even if you don't don't feel like it. Uh, because I, I think it's James. Uh, I'm not, I don't remember who, but says, you know, our battle's not against flesh and blood. Right. Um, and... and whether it be infertility or whatever the trial, we we so easily start looking at, at flesh and blood, whether it be ourselves or, or another person. Um but that's not that's not who the battle the battle's against. Right. One way I feel like he really talking about the enemy trying to get in my head was I felt tremendous guilt and wish you would have married someone else. I just remember and that's what he I feel like would constantly put in my head, well, if Will would have married somebody else, he wouldn't be having to go through this. They're, his other wife and a different wife, they would have already had a baby by now, you know, whatever. And so I just feel like he can, and obviously you did not feel that way. No. But never. I did wonder, I was like, does, does he wish then he wouldn't have all these doctor bills and we wouldn't have to, you know, because sometimes with dealing with infertility, you're at the doctor two, three times a month, you know, and so... Mm-hmm. uh that's just what I remember thinking. And so, yeah, as a husband that could possibly be, I don't I want to say the problem, but struggling with infertility or the wife, mm-hmm. those are definitely ways I feel like the enemy can cause. And even putting that tension, if I feel like if I wouldn't have shared that with you finally, yeah. that could have continued to grow in between you and I. And that's exactly, I feel like, what the enemy would want to do, too, because I can't remember the statistics, but the statistics are crazy high. Even in the Christian world, I guess, when you struggle with infertility or miscarriage, especially for a child loss, it's almost like 90%. I I think that was the number, 90 to 95% of marriages end in divorce. Mm. And that's even with our Christian brothers and sisters because it's so hard on your marriage and you like we've talked about in other podcasts women and men handle this stuff so differently you know you wouldn't hardly talk about it and i remember being hurt like do you even want a baby do you you don't ever say anything about it like am i the only one wanting to do that you know and you're like yeah i i right what are you why would you think i wouldn't want a baby and i'm like well you never do talk about it you know i do remember that early on Yeah. yeah yeah we yeah we definitely had to work through that um and I'm thinking about um, this past Sunday, our pastor's sermon, who we just had on the show recently, yeah. <laughs> Brother Matt. Um, one thing he talked about when uh, reconciling or, or dealing with a, an issue with someone else, he said he had uh, a teacher in in college at seminary um, say this golden phrase when when approaching someone or whatever, and his phrase that his his teacher said was, um, "Help me." Hey, help me to understand so and so, right? Isn't that how he? I think it, that's. I, right? I had walked out with. Oh, that's right. That I forgot. <laughs> um, but hey, help me understand. And so I say that because I think that's a great way to approach your spouse 
in yeah. this circumstance or whatever it be of, hey, help me understand where you're coming from, right. what you're feeling, you know, because I don't understand. All I know is, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm coming mm-hmm. from. Um, and so I I think we had to get to that point. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, we definitely weren't. It was definitely, yeah. Well, it was so new to both of us. And I was like, right. where did, where's this even coming from? You know, like, yeah, because. What is infertility? I just remember the first few doctor's appointments. I was like, I, I don't even know what this stuff is, you know. Um, and so, yeah, all of this is so new. It's financially burdensome. It's just mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, you know, all the above um, as you're walking through it. And so uh, that's the reason why I feel like the Lord put on my heart so much. Even before I started working here at AFA, I knew we needed to do something for couples struggling with infertility because I remember, which there's more ministries out there now, I feel like, but I remember just wanting someone to say, I know exactly how you feel. This is how you feel. And I couldn't find anything. I wanted to study women of the Bible and there's no Bible studies out there on that. I didn't feel like it might be but one women snippet who, snu- who but, struggled with it. Right. There's five that I know of right yeah. now. Um, so anyway, I do feel like it's so important to talk about these things and we're to the end of the show now um so i don't even know if we've covered everything that we planned on covering but i hope that this helps just hearing a husband and wife re talk about things um that we've struggled with along the way and know that we're praying for you guys on the daily basis um who are still in this walk um, please reach out to us here at Hannah's Heart any way that you know how we've even gotten some letters. Even from a guy who is in prison right now, he shared that he listens to the show weekly. So we appreciate y'all reaching out, and we love y'all. And thank you for listening to Hannah's Heart. We'll see you next week. <laughs>